0: This is The Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show.
1: Welcome to another segment of The Main Money Show. I'm Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group, along with my host... Tony Shore, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Um, In today's show, we'll be discussing an issue that has really evolved and become a serious problem in recent decades, data theft, particularly when it comes to credit cards and your online financial information. These days, it seems as though compromised credit cards and data breaches appear in headlines as often as, you guessed it, the Kardashians. Now, well, technology, (laughs) yeah. Well, technology has made some payment some payment forms safer. It's also left others very, very vulnerable, uh, particularly when it comes to credit card fraud. So, think back to the big, highly publicized breaches in recent years. Remember eBay, 145 million records accessed. Uh, Home Depot, 109 million records. J.P. Morgan Chase, 83 million records. Target, 40 million credit card numbers accessed. So, not only that, but in 2015. Criminals were able to hack and skim their way into the systems of big names such as Ashley Madison, the CVS photo website, Hilton Worldwide, Hyatt Hotels, Landry's Restaurant, and Trump Hotel properties, among others. You know, with all of the instances of credit card theft in recent years, it's made it more important than ever to properly protect your financial information, especially yours, Tony.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean there's no uh, more important financial information than your own. And um, you know, we're all we're all in this boat together though, somewhat. And nobody likes it when this happens, but I know so many people that have had their credit cards hacked or stolen or gotten a call from their credit card company saying, "Hey, somebody in Japan is running up credit card charges on your card yeah. and have you been to Europe recently? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so um, this happens. And and identity theft and credit card theft is so much more common. I'm glad we're talking about this today. It, it's very topical and a very current topic and a, a problem that's been growing. But before we get into that, um, wow, I'm Uh-oh. excited about this topic. I've got a lot of questions. But Craig, before we get into that, how have you been? What have you been up to?
1: I've been great. The question is, how have you been? You always ask me how I've been. I want to know a little bit about how you've been in your <laughs> well, we'll life.
0: We'll get to we'll get to me, but first, I think the you're the host and and you're the man with the plan. So people want to know about what you're up to and how's it, how's everything going there at the office. You guys been busy?
1: Yeah, I like I say every week. I just can't get over it how how busy we are, how much interaction we're getting from our listeners. Uh, you That's know, there's always, people yeah. listening not only on the radio, but they're listening online. They're going to our website, the main money So they're, they're hitting us up from many different angles and gathering the information from the shows that we've had. And we've had a ton of really valuable stuff. I'm super excited. I I can't say it enough, Tony, I love doing this radio show. So it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the website and people can go there and click on the, uh, if people go to your website and scroll down, there's this big radio mic button. They click on that to go to the radio page and there. They can listen to the radio show. They can listen to past shows. They, if they have iTunes on their computer, they can subscribe to it as a podcast. And that's where our listeners will be able to download that complimentary retirement income toolkit. Now, what's the web address that they go to? What's your main web address with that radio link?
1: Yeah. The main web address is theinvestmentexecutives.org. Um, but the follow-up yep. to that is if they want to go direct to the radio shows, they can go to com. So one of two options ah, there to get right. that.
0: So Craig, this is going to be a great discussion today. I know there's been a lot of concern in recent years about this new type of theft and what you can do to protect yourself. So start off uh, by telling us a little bit more about the scope of this issue. I imagine it's pretty big right now.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, It's a great way to get the conversation started and um, probably going to access some notes here and some stats and whatnot. But the first one is according to Nasdaq.com article, most credit card fraud occurs in the United States. Not only that, but uh, showing here a 2015 research note from Barclays states that the U.S. is responsible for 47% of the world's card fraud, even though even though we only have 24% of the worldwide card volume. So there's a wow. ton of it happening here, yeah.
0: Well, that's that's worrisome. That's a worrisome trend uh, that so much of it occurs right here within our borders. Yeah, absolutely is. I,
1: I, I don't know. I For me, I can't figure out why that is other than just people are – we're using it more to purchase than most people in the world. You know, we're making more transactions than everybody. That's the only thing I can come up with, but – not only that, but U.S. credit card fraud is on the rise, so that's something to watch out for. Another uh, note here is in another Nasdaq article: about 31.8 million American consumers had their credit cards breached in 2014. Thirty 31.8 million. That's more than three times the number affected in 2013. So it's definitely not getting better; it's getting worse.
0: Wow. Yeah, and that was, and I know it's probably grown since 2014. Why do you think though? We have so much more credit card fraud here in the U.S. Well, I think that the reason we
1: have such a disproportionately high amount of fraud is that we have, you know, we've been somewhat slow to adopt the EMV process. And EMV stands for EuroPay, MasterCard, and Visa, which it's a global standard that helps cut down counterfeiting by using cards with computer chips. So, you know, those little chips that we have in our cards now. Yep it's those and they help authenticate transactions and cards without EMV technology are much more vulnerable to being breached. So the countries that have EMV cards, you know, they've seen a significant decrease in counterfeit fraud. And also like I talked about before, the transactions that we run as Americans, I think has something to do with it. But um, the UK, for example, here's another note. uh, They've seen a decrease of as much as 70% between 2005 and 2013. Since those cards gained popularity, so we'll see if that two thousand fourteen number I gave you of the thirty one point eight million uh, breach cards changes now right. that more people are using that EMV chip. So yeah, we'll those stats are
0: uh, yeah, those stats are amazing. And I know um, a lot of uh, banks are switching people over to the cards with chips. Um, how popular is this technology now in America?
1: Well, the good news is that they've gained popularity in America in the last year ish. Um, America is making the transition to the chip, pretty much standard, standard for the EM, EMV. In October uh, 2015, the companies involved in EMV Co, American Express, Discover, JCP, uh, Mastercard, Union Pay, Visa, they all created the liability shift, which says that if retailers didn't support chip card payments by buying an updated machine they would be held accountable for any sort of fraud that occurred in their store. So that's, that's the good news. These stores got to come up to compliance with what these card companies are working on. So, you know, stores, stores have been gradual in transitioning to the new card readers, but even once shops get their new payment terminals, they still need the payment processors to certify that their systems are compliant and properly functioning, functioning. You know, it's, it's been somewhat of a slow process, to say the least. So while we're moving in the right direction with the chip cards and the EMV, there's still risks associated with credit card fraud.
0: Obviously, and uh, I think it's important to note, wow, this, this seems to be a legitimate problem out there. Now, we're almost out of time for our first segment here. Is there anything else you want to share before we take a quick break?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, protecting your credit card and personal data, is vitally important, as we're talking about here, to preserving your financial health, especially when it comes to your retirement. Don't want anybody to breach any of that stuff. Um, You know, a financial service professional such as myself can help keep an eye on your accounts and monitoring transactions. But you want to be sure that that stuff is protected properly. You have the right types of cards. You're protecting your financial data in the right spot. And in order to do that, we have what's called the generational vault where you can put your secure information. So if you go to my website, theinvestmentexecutives.org or call my uh, office, 855-MAKES SENSE, we can set you up with that complimentary generational vault, get you logged in where you can sc- secure your financial information and we'll help you protect all of those important documents. And the first 20 callers that we get today will get access to that generational vault. So be, uh, be sure to get on that phone, give us a call, and we'll set you up.
0: Well, that's a great offer because I've used the generational vault. It's incredible. and uh, What a great resource and tool. Uh, you can store things there. You can check things out and learn so much and get your risk score, that type of thing. So that's a great offer. What's that phone number and website? One more time.
1: Phone number is 855-MAKES SENSE, and that's SENSE with an S. And the website is theinvestmentexecutives.org.
0: All right. Well, thanks for that, Craig. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of The Main Money Show and our host, Craig Dixon. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Craig Dixon at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855 SENSE, or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.org.
1: Welcome back to The Main Money Show. I'm Craig Dixon from Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group, along with our host, Tony Shore. Uh, the title of this show is Protect Your Financial Data, and we're discussing the calamity, if you will, of credit card fraud in the United States. And we have spent some time talking about how, how card data skimming and card not present is, is a big problem. In 2014, it accounted for 45% of all credit card fraud, and that was according to an article in NASDAQ. Not only that, but the total value of credit card skimming and card not present transactions is expected to increase from $9 million in 2013 to a staggering whopping $19 billion, with a B, Tony, in 2018.
0: Oh, my goodness. So it is getting worse. Wow. So do you have any sort of advice for us or tools that can help people keep their credit card data safe?
1: Yes, I do, Tony. Um, we can start with a few easy tips to help keep your credit card safe. So the first one is, uh, be mindful of where you keep your card. You know, it's easy to be absent-minded and toss your phone or your keys into your pocket or purse. You know, it's never smart to carry a credit card outside of your wallet because it can easily be misplaced or stolen. The best place is in its own resting slot within your wallet. So make sure that's secure inside your wallet. Um, keep your unused cards somewhere safe. A lot of people like to keep them in a safe. That's a great idea. Most people have multiple credit cards that they don't necessarily use every day. They're using them for like a trip or a special occasion. But keeping all of them in your purse or wallet probably isn't the best decision. And if you lose that, you lose those cards. You got to cancel them. You run the risk of those being jeopardized. But um, you know, if you do those things, that'll limit the stress and amount of cards you need to replace should you lose your wallet. Third would be watch your mail closely. Sometimes people miss those new cards coming in or something might happen to the mail. So one common way thieves steal credit card information is by intercepting that mail, believe it or not, which is crazy to me, but they do it. Um, So considering having your new card sent to an office or a P.O. box might be the the appropriate route if you have that option. And then securely dispose your statements. You know, shredding is the best way. Shredding, burning... um, I know a lot of Mainers have uh, wood fire burners uh, for the winter. Oh, yeah. Stave off the cold. So throw them in the fire. That's the best way to get rid of them. Shred them. You know, discard of them. Go paperless. You can help protect that information. And fifth one, beware of social media. If you have too much personal information out on the Internet, such as your mother's maiden name or anything that they can use to identify themselves as you, those identity thieves can access more information in order to fool a credit card issuer. So don't give them that information. Go through your, your social profiles and check that. Get rid of it. <clears throat> and then lastly is uh, be sure to keep an eye on your on your statements and credit. You know, Go through your credit statements. Consider each charge. Uh, make sure each one's coming from you. It's kind of a sure way, surefire way to ensure that your card hasn't been compromised. It's also a good idea to regularly check your credit reports to make sure that no new accounts have been issued or open in your name without your knowledge. And those are just a few, but that's a good starting point. I mean, six good, solid ways to protect yourself.
0: Yeah, and those are, you know, some of it's common sense, but it's good to be reminded of that and make sure we're diligent about this as it becomes more of an issue. And these are all great and helpful reminders. Are there any other ways you have for us that we might be able to protect ourselves?
1: Yeah, aside from those is... uh I think one of the best tools that even even I didn't know about, but I just found about found out about it. It's pretty awesome. Is the RFID data blocker card? So RFID stands for radio frequency identification, and it's a technology that allows credit cards to transmit information and work the way that they do. But these days, credit cards, passports, uh, driver's license, they can come with RFID technology and. When activated by an RFID reader, these chips transmit certain types of information wirelessly, allowing you to verify your identity or make a purchase without even swiping your card. And while this, t- you know, the technology's made purchases easier, it has a huge downside. And anyone with an RFID reader can activate those chips and pick up the information that the card was designed to transmit. And they can do that without your knowledge. So you want to be aware of that. In recent years, hackers, they've, they've demonstrated and used how simple it can be to uh, download or what they call skimming. They can skim sensitive information from people's cards at a distance of several feet. So they can be near you in a checkout line or something like that, skimming your information. And they've even been able to collect complete card numbers uh, from passers-by from the card in their pocket. So because of this RFID data blocker technology and cards have been created. And I now have one of those. I'm so psyched. Um, I'm actually getting a bunch made up for uh, some of my clients and we'll probably do an offer here in a little bit on giving some of our callers one of those RFID cards, but RFID data blocker cards work to purposely scramble and impede your cards, RFID signals, making them hard to re- read remotely. So it's uh it's a good line of defense.
0: Sure. And so is this just a card that they put in their wallet or purse or what?
1: Yeah, that's the crazy thing. It's that simple. Like I have... So, I have all my debit cards, credit cards attached and in my wallet, and I keep the RFID card right on it. It's that simple. The great thing about the cards is that they can easily fit inside your wallet or purse or um, anywhere, basically, that you can tie it close to those cards. And it's 24 7 protection, whether you're going through a checkout line um, in a convenience store or a major retailer or wherever it is, somebody that's getting close to you trying to steal that is going to be uh, blocked. So, it has some has the same dimensions as a standard credit card and probably lasts around five years, give or take. Uh, there's no maintenance on them. There's no charging on them. Um, they don't need any sort of batteries or anything. So they're they're
0: awesome. Fabulous. I have one. That's excellent. <laughs> yep. So that's great. And it sounds like an easy way to keep your credit card information safe. Now, our time is almost up for this segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break here? Yeah, of
1: course. Tony always is. Uh we are always more than happy to help people get their hands on, you know, useful technology, especially this RFID card. I mean, we're in business to help protect people, help preserve their, you know, their financial lives. And so RFID cards are just a small piece of that and they work and they're effective. And our goal at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group and our planning process is to truly provide our clients with safety and security and knowing their financial life will be protected and that the money that they have worked so hard for, I talk about Mainers working hard for their money, that life's events and, you know, transactions with debit cards is not going to mess that up. So to learn more about the process, visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.org, call my office, 855-MAKES SENSE. And for the first 20 callers that call in, um, we're going to be giving them one of those RFID cards. So if you call my number, 855-MAKES SENSE, and... uh, ask for one of the RFID cards. You have the first 20 callers. We'll be sure to
0: get one of those to you. All right. Thank you, Craig. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of The Main Money Show and our host, Craig Dixon. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Craig Dixon of Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group at 855 Make sense or visit theinvestmentexecutives.org to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to our final segment for this episode of The Main Money Show, with our amazing host, Craig Dixon, the one, the only, the man with the plan, as I like to say. And <laughs> Thanks, uh, Craig, you've yep, you've covered a lot of ground in the last couple of segments, talking about the rising concerns of credit card and financial data theft. And you've talked about several easy tips to help keep our credit cards safe. Uh, and I really enjoyed hearing about the RFID data blocker cards. And now that our cards have those chips in it, uh, I saw the a special on this, what you're talking about. People can even just order off of eBay, get this box that they could carry in a backpack, and all they have to do is get within a few feet of you, and it mm-hmm. will pick up the data on that card. So that's why you need that data blocker card. And um, I, I know, yeah, like you said, I know you're, you're going to be getting some of those to give away to our listeners at some point. So stay tuned for that in future shows. Now, what other aspects of a person's financial life um, are we referring to when we talk about needing to secure our finances and finance, you know, financial information?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a well. There's a lot of personal and financial documents that kind of grow and gather and amass over someone's life, and those can include documents like your uh, your wills and trusts if you have them, your POA, your powers of attorney, uh, medical information, healthcare directives all your investment statements, all your insurance policies, you know, documents that your family finds significant or will need as uh, part of the planning process or estate planning process. So there's a lot that can pile up and sitting in your basement or sitting somewhere where if somebody broke in, they could get it. I mean, you can convert all that stuff to digital, use our generational vault put it in there, give the uh, power of attorney to somebody else. that can access that should something happen to you and they can log into that generational vault and it's all complimentary. Um, All those documents that make up your financial life, uh, which is more than simply the numbers in your accounts are important to protect. Most, most people have these important documents, like I said, tucked away in a drawer or down in their basement or somewhere, but you, can't leave your financial life that vulnerable and that disorganized. And and we help you with organizing that and put it into proper categories within that generational vault. It's really awesome, Tony. You should, well, you should see it. I know you've seen it. Uh, you know, you can put insurance policies, investment policies, wills, trusts, all that stuff all organized right in there.
0: Well, that sounds great. So you suggest that uh, people take these important documents then and, and store them properly. And you mentioned the generational vault.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good place to store them digitally. That's a fabulous place, in my opinion. I mean, my stuff's stored there, Um, but I take the extra step, and I know there's going to be a lot of Mainers out there that want to have an actual physical paper copy, and that's fine. But I think the best thing you can do with that paper copy is put it into a safe or something that's really secure or a safety deposit box, someplace that's a little safer than just you know in your closet or under your mattress or wherever, just got to be a little bit yeah. safer than that, you know. But,
0: yeah. Uh, well, that gen yeah, the generational vault though. That that sounds like a really valuable tool. How do we how do we get a generational vault account?
1: Well, the generational vault, uh it's a tool that I offer my clients and prospective clients and I'll offer that to some of the listeners here today. We'll do a a first 20 caller type scenario again, but um helps them protect their financial life. So it's a complimentary service again along with the RFID data blocker cards that we discussed earlier. As I mentioned before, we do whatever we can to help preserve and protect our clients' financial life and even our potential clients. We'd like to uh, show you the value that we add that um, you can get from the services of our, our company and those complimentary things that we offer to help in your process for retirement planning. So it can be a huge part of your whole ordeal that you undertake.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I know you mentioned a number of things there and Uh, You know, some things we might not even be thinking about. Obviously, uh, wills and trusts, but powers of attorney and medical directives or healthcare Mm -hmm. directives. These things can be so important. And we all get a ton of these investment statements in the mail and information about our insurance policies or uh, family documents and birth certificates. Um, You know, a lot of times people are throwing these documents, uh, maybe they get a, a regular statement each month about their IRAs, they throw them in a drawer or or have a just a file somewhere that's just bulging. And that's not good. Um, like you said, you need to have the hard copy somewhere safe. I like that advice. Either a safety deposit box or a safe, but then you should also have secure digital online storage. And I know um, from you setting me up with the generational vault account, that's encrypted. You didn't charge anything for that. Uh, and uh, if our listeners call in, I know you're going to give away some of those generational vault accounts. But I just think it's amazing because I can scan anything in there from um, birth certificates Mm -hmm. and um, powers of attorney. And that way, when I go traveling, anywhere there's internet access, you know, if I'm overseas or something, anywhere there's internet access, I can access these documents and copies of passports and ID and things. And I know that it's really secure, isn't it? I mean, it has the same encryption as most banks use, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's a phenomenal service that we offer, and like I said, it's complimentary. Uh, we've put a lot into it to make sure those documents are safe. We're serious about it. I use it. You use it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I think that's important. We we need a safe place, uh, <laughs> and I'm guilty. My wife and I used to, you know, we had a couple of junk drawers going, and a you know, some people yeah. just a paper sack full of all their financial uh, statements. And I bet you've seen it all when people first come to you and you say, Hey, bring in your financial documents. And you've probably had people just bring in cardboard boxes <laughs> or shoe boxes full of stuff. Haven't you?
1: Yeah. Uh, I've gone so far as to help people organize it into like a, a little box with uh, segmented with folders and stuff. I'll say, I'll take yeah. that and organize it for you. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's nice. Well, you almost have to, if you're going to help them, uh, yeah. you gotta, you gotta sort through it all and figure out, what they have, I don't think uh, a lot of people don't even realize sometimes what they have, right?
1: No, they'll go through. Yeah, it's they don't understand that all that paperwork can be better organized, better understood. They can get rid of a lot of things. Like people will ask me, "Do I keep this?" I'm like, "No, you can get rid of that as long as you have the primary contract information or annual statements." And yeah, they get inundated with paperwork and it gets overwhelming, and they don't understand yep. it. But one cool thing is, if you don't like to keep all the paperwork. You can scan it, upload it to the generational vault, be done with the physical paperwork, and then it's all there. It's all safe, yeah. and you can give your login to like one person. Let's say you're like you have a power of attorney for somebody, and you want to give it to your kids or something, so they know where to get all your financial information. That's hugely valuable. Valuable because I've run into clients that are sorting through their parents' information, don't know where anything is. There's not one. There's yeah. not like a one-stop shop to find everything. But that's what the generational vault can be—that one-stop shop to find all the paperwork they need, all the statements, all the contracts. And I mean, we we hear from the state of Maine that there's money that hasn't been claimed all the time. So it's a good way to make sure that that doesn't happen to you or your family.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I think these are great services you provide, but we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today?
1: Yeah. the, The bottom line is that protecting your personal information is one of the most important things you can do to secure your financial life and, well, your family's entire financial life. So tools like the generational vault, like I talked about, which were complimentary to the first 20 callers. I told you I would do that. And the RFID data blocker cards, again, I'll do 20 of those to the first 20 callers. Um, Those are just some smart, simple ways to help preserve your financial future, uh, including your retirement, any other statements you have. And again, just get the process started Check out our website, theinvestmentexecutives.org, or call us at 855 sense. That's sense with an S. Um, call if you have any questions. Ask to talk to me directly if you, if you need to, if that makes you feel more comfortable. I know you guys hear my voice on the radio, so sometimes it's good to talk to a comfortable voice. But again, the first 20 callers, I'll give you access to the Generational Vault complimentary and also an RFID data blocker card.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's a great offer. And that number again?
1: That number is 855-MAKES-SENSE. That's eight five five six two five 625
0: All right. Thank you so much, Craig. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information please contact Craig Dixon at Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group call 855 make sense or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.org. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Securities and Investment Advisory services offered through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota 866-991-1539, member FINRA-SIPC, Gradient Securities, LLC and SEC-registered Investment Advisory offers investment advisory services under the DBA of Gradient Wealth Management. Gradient Securities LLC and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Insurance products and services are offered through Investment Executives Inc. Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group and Investment Executives Inc. are not affiliated with Gradient Securities LLC. Craig Dixon and Investment Executives Capital Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.